This week's episode of Lawyer Up is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash lawyer up. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Rick Foster, it's showtime. Jackie Hearn, how are you doing on this lovely Tuesday evening? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Not too bad. This was an amazing episode, I thought. Uh, I thought there was just so many levels to the story that we could talk about. Well, I think first we want to uh, talk about is uh, Mike Armentrout's kind of, I mean, we ended with uh, Mike Armentrout. Uh, and his little backstory. And this is kind of the first episode where we get a little bit more of character development. Uh, we finally see that he is, has a home. And he's obviously, there's some girl in his life that we have no idea who it is. It could be his daughter or his ex-wife, wife, whatever. But then we kind of end on this, these cops coming to his door and saying, hey, you know, you, you got some explaining to do, Mike, you know. So I find we finally hit that chord of, you know, Mike not being the guy that's, hey, remember him? You know, remember he was in Breaking Bad? You know, so this is this is kind of what I wanted uh, in this Mike, in this Mike saga. Uh, he's helped, he's helped Jimmy. He's. Uh, been a pain in Jimmy's side, and it it looks like right now we are finally gonna get that uh that Jimmy and and Mike tag team of uh of great proportions. What do you think, Jackie? Um, I think that this episode was really one of the first episodes where we're all, or those of us who are Breaking Bad fans, are really getting excited about the show. Yeah, we are, we're actually this. Uh, this episode five marks the halfway point of the season. So we are finally kind of, we've hit that, you know, climax point in, in the season to where things are, are finally, we're going to hit the end. What, what the end will be, you know, we'll find out at the end, obviously. Uh, but it's very, it, it's, it's an interesting boat. Oh, just because we've talked about this is a spinoff of, of one of the best shows in television. And we, I think now that we're at episode five, you kind of either a start to see the, the greatness or, you know, things that they're doing right, or, you know, some of the kind of the missteps that they've kind of taken in, in this kind of, you know, season. I mean, for me, the, the huge misstep was, you know, showing Mike as being there and then, you know, he's just there. And now we're finally hitting that point of like, okay, now we've, we're finally going to see how Mike unfolds into Jimmy McGill's world. And I, I, I don't know. This is a very great way to uh, end the episode. A very character driven episode, by the way. What we're starting to see is Jimmy is now really beginning to craft uh, his own image uh, as an attorney 
which I think is very interesting, and I, I'm loving where it's going. So, for example, there's the scene where he goes to the old folks' home, but in advance, he plans out a new suit, and he is dressing like Madlock. Yeah, it was Matlock. It, it, I believe it was um, Matlock. And because that's something the the old folks home would, you know, associate with. Or he's an attorney they can trust. And I love the little um, jello cups with his name at the bottom. And he just walks around patting people in the back and picking up items for them. And just, you know, hanging out with them. You need a will? Well, let me know. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very crafty, uh, Jimmy, to kind of do the guerrilla marketing of of using the Jello, you know, the Jello, and I'm starting to sound like Bill Cosby. Uh, but he has his ad in the Jello cups to to call them and. I think Kim was the one that, that kind of suggested, hey, maybe you should uh, specialize in uh, elderly law because, you know, it, a lot of people kind of take advantage of the elderly when it comes to stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that cute, uh, the way that Kim suggests to him that he does... Um, elderly uh, law. Uh, yeah, and, and that's law. the only... I mean, when we'll talk about it just a little bit later, but... That's the only client that hit with him uh, out of all the clients that he went to was the elderly woman that was doing the the trust or the will or whatever to. And he actually that was the first I mean, he he paid attention. I'm like, what wooden doll goes to this person, this person. And then she she messed up and he's like, no, 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 no. That doll goes to that person if that person does that. And, you know, so he kind of really paid attention and he almost he's almost like an an elderly whisperer uh when it comes to to that stuff so it's it's interesting to see jimmy take the side of an of an elderly person when you know he he uh tried i mean just in the beginning of the series where he tried to take a t or tuco's uh grandmother for a for a spin for for money until you realize it was so, Rick, you had some ideas about the act structure? Yeah. So, this is, I think people are kind of, uh, the series of Better Call Saw is very, um, weird, uh, just because it seems like it is, you really do have to watch the, the previous episode to kind of get the entire, uh, episode. I mean, I understand. So, for example, the, the big complaint, uh, about the pilot was it felt incomplete. Um, and that's because, I mean, there was another part of, of the show to, you know, the second episode and that kind of tied everything together. Um, if you, if you kind of look everything, it's almost, I wish I had a chart and you can see it's almost three fourths, um, three fourths of an episode. And by the end of the final act, uh, before the final act, it seems like everything is wrapped up. And then that last act, which is the final, the final act before the commercial break, it seems like they start a new story. And, and by the time, you know, that, that act is over, the episode's over. And 
you have to continue on into the next episode to kind of get the complete story. I don't know if it's because it's a different way to do things or it's because we now live in this binge world of, you know, you, you binge episodes and the fact that that, and the fact that they have a, a deal with Netflix, uh, overseas where, you know, every week you can binge watch another episode. It's different because it literally is week to week. Netflix just gets the episode like normal cable television like us. Um, but I think they're almost building it for binge watchers. And I don't think that's discussed enough. Um, just because when Breaking Bad started, I mean, the binge stuff was very, very new. It really helped Breaking Bad. So now I think they're kind of doing these, uh, doing this three fourths of an episode and then the next episode starts and the final act, uh, it kind of shows that they're, they're almost hoping on binge watching to, to kind of everybody get the complete story. I wonder how many of the typical binge watchers will watch the show that way. It'll probably be a lot, of course, but I think that a lot of the people watching the show, really enjoying the show, are those people who watched Breaking Bad and have been waiting for this spinoff. That, that's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think, now, do you think this show may be better as, as a binge watching show? Or do you think it, it really, um, it does benefit to, to kind of go week by week? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's better. I mean, every show seems to be a lot better for me personally, uh, as a binge watcher. Every show that I watch on a binge, I tend to like more. Uh, it's probably because I can get more involved quickly, but I don't know that that's for everyone. So, yeah, I don't know how to answer that. Well, maybe, maybe I'm just reading too much into, and because that's what I do. I like to read in, into the lines and things like that. And we'll, we'll find out eventually. I mean, down the line. So Jackie, why don't we get into kind of the, it seemed almost the humorous part of, of the episode where Jimmy, it finally gets these calls and, uh, he goes to many different clients. Uh, so why don't we kind of talk about just the, the crazies that, uh, have been attracted to uh, to Jimmy McGill. I love how he talks to uh, one of the women in the retirement home. He, you know, he he's talking to her like he's seventy eight years old. He's saying, "How you doing today?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm doing great." Or I don't know what the conversation was, but but it's that slow pace of that conversation that you know it. He, he's trying to change everything about him to appeal to them. We would like to talk about Audible. And Audible is very gracious enough for our listeners of Lawyer Up to offer a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to give you an opportunity to try out their service. And there's over 150,000 titles to choose from that you can access on almost any device you can think of that isn't tape. Uh, you can, I mean, you access on your PC, iPhone, Android, your Kindle device, uh, and it's an unbelievable service. And we actually kind of have some picks for you to, to try out. My pick is The Art of Pretending to Be a Grown-Up, written by Grace Helbig, and it's also narrated by her. 
as well. This book is it's her kind of talking about her a little bit of her depression and just kind of interacting with with the world. And uh, as you can see, I have it right here, and it is a fantastic read. And it's very confidence building as well. I mean, there's, I mean, obviously you won't get this little worksheet to ask somebody out, but you'll get her voice and her explaining just kind of how how she's dealt with with everything. And it's an unbelievable read and it's a fantastic listen. Uh just because her voice she's very, very confident in, in everything she says. It's kinda goofy, you know, whatever. But if you if you love Grace Helbig on, on YouTube, you'll absolutely love listening to the art of pretending to be grown up. And it's a fantastic fantastic book so now that we have given you these tools for a book to to get for free on on audible you may not even have to choose our picks uh, you, that won't hurt us because there's over 150,000 titles to choose from again you can access it over any device pc iphone android or your kindle all you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash lawyer up and you'll get a free book and you'll have a 30-day free trial to try out any other book that you would like to do to, to listen to. Because listening is power and knowledge is power. So therefore, you're you're halfway to world domination after signing up with Audible. So I kind of want to talk about the big little uh elephant in the room, and that's Chuck and his uh magnetism uh stuff that that has been plaguing the entire season yeah actually this is a question that we've had since the start of the story with chuck this electric magnetic allergy and what we found by you know looking online was that there are rare cases of individuals who have some sort of reaction to electricity or static electricity uh and so it's it but it does seem like that maybe the research or the science behind it isn't really, uh, you know, fully fleshed out. And it, it's so it's a very it's it's actually great that the writers decided to use this as Chuck's symptoms, because it, it's really unclear whether or not this is a real thing or is it all in his head? Yes, it this entire season, I think everybody's been questioning on whether this is real or not. And this episode, it's. To me, at least, uh, it is, there's an internal debate here in, in my household on whether or not this is real or, you know, real. And yes, uh, Sharon, uh, she, my girlfriend, unfortunately, is not here live to tape with us, but she did leave me this note on her, uh, thoughts on the magnetism. And she kind of feels that Chuck may be subconsciously manipulating or controlling Jimmy with his situation. Uh, kind of in the same way that a hypochondriac, uh, makes themselves sick by kind of, you know, doing that. Um, I personally think that is very, it, it is a, it is not a fake thing just because of the way, uh, they have the first person view from, uh, from Chuck's stuff and he's like going, going nuts when and the camera's going crazy when he's looking at lights and things. So I I personally think that this is a real thing. Um uh, but th the thing is is that 
they really didn't say whether it was real or not, but they've heavily implied that is a, it is a uh, fake thing. Uh, what do you think? You know, I'm not really sure what to think about this. I don't know whether or not this is real or not. I So I kind of have to go with what do I think that the writers want to surprise us by the most. And I think that the majority of the audience would be more surprised to find out this is not something in his head. Because they're really trying to play it up, I believe, as whether or not Chuck is really suffering something. You know, particularly with the shenanigans that we saw with the doctor turning on the bed. I kind of think that it could still be real and he could be sensitive to it. Because I don't really understand how hospital beds work. I imagine that there might even be some sort of protective layer between that device and the actual patient. Because those, those beds seem to be pretty stable. But I, you know, I don't know. And I think that what I'll just have to go with is what would surprise us the most. And I think that what would surprise me the most is if we never find out. We never find out for sure. And Chuck remains in the state throughout the entire series. But, you know, I'd really like to see Michael McKeon outside of that world, that closed-in um, sort of a hermit world that he's in and out. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out. Um, well, I mean, if we make this little T-chart of, you know, whether he really does have it or doesn't have it, I think uh, it'd be pretty... Uh, Heavily favored towards him faking it. Uh, but it's, I think a lot of it, I mean, let's, let's weigh down the, the portion of him faking it. Uh, obviously, uh, like Sharon said, uh, as soon, as soon as, uh, Jimmy was talking about doing elderly law, um, all of a sudden, uh, Chuck was, he took that space blanket off, uh, when he took him home from the hospital. Prior to that, uh, the the doctor kind of tricked him into thinking that, you know, all the electronics were off and uh, kind of, uh, Jimmy said, a dirty move and pulled that off. Um, but it's it's clear that he could have it because obviously they're doing the first person views and he looks deathly ill uh, when there's electrodes around him. He clearly called out uh, one of the electronic things in the doctor's front pocket without knowing. Again, it could just be Chuck uh, knowing how doctors, you know, you know, what they have in their, their tools and all that stuff. Um, but he clearly, he clearly is like, you know, oh, I'm still feeling bad. You have something in your, in your pocket. It's very... I'm so glad that we got all these questions and we got all these answers, you know, we got all these answers from the questions that we've had. Um, and they, he literally explained the, the disease, but at the end of the day, it's still not conclusive on whether he, it's, it's a fake thing or not. I think it is, it is, uh, real, but I think he has just heightened it up so much to where he's batshit insane after that. I think he does have a little something wrong, and we can talk about the main reason why he went to the hospital. The the cops came and they busted down his door because they saw all the electricity unhooked and gas cans and, and everything like that. And they wanted to commit him because uh that is a, a danger to a danger to not have electricity or heat and things like that. 
So they wanted Jimmy to kind of commit him. Even Hamlin came and was like, yeah, you know, we don't want that to happen. And then Jimmy's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to show you. I'm, I am going to commit him so I can get, get him, you know, get his money and everything. And it's very obvious that Jimmy has Chuck's best interests in mind. But I think Jimmy knows that something is going on. Uh, this electromagnetic thing to him isn't as real as uh, he once made it. Another point about this episode that we should point out is that Kim is the one to get the news about Chuck and deliver that to Jimmy. So she goes with him to the hospital and he, she's there with him until Hamlin arrives. And it's interesting to see that kind of dynamic between her and Jimmy and how she definitely seems like part of the family or, you know, uh, you know, his girlfriend or something until Hamlin arrives. And then she, she physically moves over to his side, stands next to him. And so, you know, still we need to see more, we need more answers about what's going on between Kim and Jimmy. So I can't wait to see that. I think by the end, I think Kim, it's going to be very clear on where Kim's allegiance is. Because when she, she got to the hospital first and she didn't tell Hamlin about the stuff. However, the doctors called Hamlin because that was the only business card that was in his wallet at the time. So she is, she has this allegiance to Jimmy, but she also, you know, obviously Jimmy's not cutting the paycheck from uh, Hamlin, Hamlin, McGill. So she has this allegiance to work. And I think by the end of it, we are going to either Jimmy's heart is going to be broken or they're going to be the the crack team at, uh, at the fake HHM. So it's, it's a very interesting thing because they, these two obviously have a, an affection for each other, whether it's sexy time or not. They, they obviously care for each other. So we would, we would like to hear your guys' opinion on everything. Better Call Saul. Remember, you can hit us up on a voicemail at 505-750-1760. You can also reach us at, on Twitter at LawyerUpPodcast, as well as by email at LawyerUpPodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, I think that definitely wraps it up for today. So please, until next time, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, but also we are now on Stitcher. So please subscribe to us on Stitcher and please leave us a review. Okay, Rick, I guess until next time, lawyer up. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>